What's going on, everyone? It's Bales, and welcome back to another episode of AFL Fantasy Head to Head, where we put two players up against one another and see who comes out on top. This is episode 15 of the series. If you haven't checked out the other 14 episodes, make sure you go and do that. Some great guests. But another uh, special guest as well is another member of the Pod Pod, the second member that we've, the third member, sorry, we've had uh, already uh, on the series, um, multiple top 10 finisher. It is uh, Harmy, mate. How you doing? I'm going well, Bales. Yeah, no, um, sort of getting my head around the upcoming season and all the stuff that's come out to date. So, um, no, looking forward to some footy starting, that's for sure. Yeah, well, uh, at, well uh, obviously it's very uh, pre-recorded, but uh, next week we get uh, sort of match simulation and stuff uh, going on. So it's uh, really starting to ramp up, uh, which is always uh, good. And uh, this is the best time of the pre-season we get to actually watch some uh Action, but we are talking about two uh, forwards uh, that are a little bit cheaper, and obviously the forward line being such a barren position this year, with, with hardly any premiums that we're really confident. In. These two guys could be very, very important selections in your side. So we're talking about Taylor Adams and Zach Fisher. So uh, how are we taking Taylor Adams first, being the more expensive player? I'll be taking Zach Fisher um, next, so and we'll see uh, who comes on top on the head head. So how mate? Why should people be selecting Taylor Adams in this starting side for 2024? Yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because they're not exactly two like-for-like players. I mean, there's a bit of age between them uh, and there's a bit of role difference um, from what we've seen in the past. But look, being a um, a bit of a fossil myself, Taylor Adams, 30 years old, he's been there and done it. And, you know, that is actually something that attracts me to a player when I'm um, – I'm uh, picking my starting side. Who's been there and done it before? So when I look at Taylor Adams, he's had a bit of a low year last year. He's coming in prices 77. So he's going to cost you 691000 as a forward. Um, but I had a look back through his scoring history and there's only one other year when he has scored in the 70s and that was his rookie year. Would you believe that? His second year yeah. he's hit 100. So, I mean, you've only got to look back the last few years. 2022, average 82, 2021, 101, 2020, 112, COVID affected, 2019, 95, 95, 115. He's just, he just gets it done if he's got the role. And that was the problem last year. He was sort of told by the Pies that he was going to be playing forward. So there's only five games in last year where he had 50% CBAs or more. So he was really out of that key um, send a bounce rotation, and uh, and that's really where he has a sky high scoring pedigree because he's not the fastest. He's he's not too bad, but um, he really needs to be around the ball to pick up those possessions. So I'd say there's a fair few reasons why we should be looking at him, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, or I, I, he's been in my side pretty much from um, from almost the get go. He's been he's in my first starting side. He's still there. I just I think that. Well, we've seen pictures of, of Mills actually like almost getting in a to, sort of towards full training. So whether whether he actually plays round one, I, I can't see it. But I've I've seen uh, sort of weirder things happen. But with the, the anticipation is he's not going to start. And there's Sydney have had a few players in there that like like your row bottom has just sort of been sort of tracking along, not not doing a heat. You've had other like Papley and Heaney going through there. They they really shouldn't be playing as midfielders. They're more forwards. We, we tried to Heaney for years as a, as a midfield. That's never going to happen. So just stick him in the forward, stick Papley forward. Adams is, is that guy that comes in, can be that that in and out sort of ball. It can allow Parker to sort of rotate a little bit more between forward and midfield. I think he's still going to be majority more midfield, but he can go forward because we've seen he can be quite dangerous up there. So I, 
I just can't see well where Adams isn't playing midfield for them. Like they recruited mm. him for a reason. Um, for me, the yeah. only real sort of thing that makes me a bit worried about Adams is, is just that opening round buy. But because he's got round the round five buy, you've got that sort of month to look at him. Obviously, he's got that good price rise in round one. So if he does, he's not a good pick. He can offload him in round five. But if he's a good pick, you can actually hold him through. So does that buy come into your your thinking with with Adams, or is it just he's just value? Like and he's it's not like a premium value over eight hundred fifty k. It's like you're talking about a guy that's priced under seven hundred, and you just pick him. Um, sort of if you look good in the price and he's got that role. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll come back to that midfield mix in a sec, but um, it's not it's not the round two or three buy which yeah. I would be more concerned about. Like you're going to get a few price rises, and you're going to get a few decent scores out of him. I think that. Um, you know, for people that are priced nine hundred thousand and above, it really does play in my mind, and I'm quite concerned about starting them. But him priced at six ninety one, without the lack of forwards that we have available, I'm sort of less concerned about Taylor Adams. And you know, it you know by the time round five comes around, we may have even flipped a couple of uh, players, um, or we might be starting to to see sort of some other movements transpiring. So yeah, I'm a little bit off the GWS and. Um, uh, Col- oh, well, not yeah, not calling. We'll do um, Gold Coast, um, because yeah. you know that early buy. But look, I'll, I'll throw one thing to you. Do you reckon Taylor Adams would have gone there if they said, "Hey, Taylor, got a spot for you. It's in the it's in the forward pocket or on the forward flank. What do you reckon about going for a run?" I don't think he would have been interested. I think he has seen this as his opportunity to. Um, show the pies that they have made a bit of a bad call about throwing him out of that centre rotation, and he's come out. He's putting in a decent pre-season um, as a mid um, with a point to prove. I think that he's going to have a good season. I'm, I'm quite sort of keen, um, and I can't really see him kicking around in the forward line, sitting deep, and you know, what, as, he's not going to marking target, and he's probably not as quick as like yeah, Florent Haywood, um, well even. Heaney sort of um, type that's going to burst away from the defenders and, and get on a lead. So I think that it's an inside mid roll. And with the the SCG being a bit of a smaller um, ground, it's probably going to suit him as well. Plus, we didn't even talk about reuniting with Grundy. Hey, you know, that old yep. uh, Collingwood connection where, potentially, you know, arguably they were both in their prime. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he's got a good relationship with him or, he, you know, it was probably another piece of the puzzle to to get him up to Sydney. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I agree as well. I just, they, 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 for one, as you said, they, they wouldn't have recruited him if they weren't going to play midfield. But as you said, Adams wouldn't have gone to Sydney if they just said, oh, you're going to be playing forward. Because he's just like, well, I'm already at Collingwood. I'm already playing in their team. We just want a premiership with going to try and go back to back so i want to stay here so you'd imagine that he's going to be having a better role and and you sort of mentioned the the midfield mix there how do, how do you see that playing out because i sort of look at and i go warner's going to be in there he was, wasn't in there much at the back end of last year which i'm not exactly sure what the reasoning for that was i think parker will be will be uh the sort of another main guy in there but i think adams is, is that third guy in there i think the other guys can can play in other spots uh, on the ground. And, and Park can also uh, wrestle. And then when Mills comes back in, then that will be another dynamic we talk about then. But how do you see that midfield mix playing out? Uh, I I mean, look, uh, I don't know. But I really think that Mills is going back. Um, just the, the, the way the injury happened. And he sort of wasn't as effective in that role last year anyway. So I just feel as though that's going to happen whenever he returns. But I'm not sure. Gordon will go through there a little bit. Um, in patches, um, but yeah, yeah I think one, you, yeah. you had it pretty well. Um, you know, 
Rowbottom and um, Warner and uh, Parker and Adams. I think that that's going to be a pretty a key four. So I think he's going to be in there a large proportion of the time. Yeah, and I'd like to see Gordon in there a lot more as well, but he's just uh, I think he's just so effective on that wing just with his with yeah. his gut running and, and everything. I just think that it's he's just a lot, very valuable on a wing and, and he'll get he'll pinch it in the in the midfield, but I think Adams will be that guy that's in there um for for a lot more as well. So uh yeah, very big pre-season watch. And the good thing about Adams is we do get to see him in that opening round. So even though he does have that early buy, mm. we actually get to see him puts up a good score. I, I dare say he's gonna be uh, owned by a lot more because uh his current ownership uh, at time of recording as well is uh, 26.54%. So uh, he's in a fair few teams um, at this early stage and could be a lot more depending on the opening round score. But we're going to move to the other player in this head-to-head battle, so Zach Fisher. So while I'm speaking about ownership, he's at 11.4%. So a little bit more um, unique there, but still still in a few sides. Um, we, the, the big thing here is it's not really much use looking at what he scored at Carlton and everything like that. It's probably more of, of what he scored last year in the VFL and then when he came into Carlton's side, what he actually scored um, when he was playing that role. So in the VFL last year, so he played six games in that role with scores of 101, 65, 150 um, right there as well, uh, 95, 87 and 93. So uh, very, very good numbers there as well. That probably equates to a, a pretty high 90s average there um, with just the one poor score. And then in the back four games of the um, Carlton's year, um, he came in and scored a 108, 63, 103, and a, and a 70. So, again, good numbers there. The, all those games were uh, above um, 77% game time as well. So no sort of any sub-affected uh, games there. Um, so, yeah, he it just it's clearly shown that in limited sample last year when playing in this half-back role um, that he can score well. And obviously we speak about that. He's gone uh, North Melbourne. Uh, and he's been training as a uh, halfback flanker. Obviously, he had Sheasel back there last year going really well. He's been uh, sort of talked about potentially moving further up the ground onto a, into a maybe a mid-forward role. Obviously, it'd be uh, interesting to see how that goes. Colin McCurch is another name that's uh, been playing off halfback press and looked pretty good um, by all reports. But Fish is that guy that we're hoping takes that Zeeble Aaron Hall role and can take those kick-ins and uh, just sort of rack up those plus sixes there. And, and uh, we mentioned with Adams in a forward line that there's not a lot of options at all. Pretty much, I mean, DC, I'd love the episode talking about McCrane Flanders. They're pretty much the main two premiums, and then the rest of them are sort of very iffy. So um, this forward line is, is very tricky to um, figure out, Harmy. So with Fisher, is is he a guy that you're you're looking at, priced just over 600K, and, and a guy that could potentially... He could, it, like, oh, if everything goes well, it could be a top six forward based on the ones we've got there at the moment. So what are your thoughts with Fisher? Yeah, well, I guess the more that North have been talking him up in that role, the more interested I sort of became. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I sort of noticed that six games in the VFL, averaging 99. So in yeah. the role that we are talking about, he scored pretty well. Um, and then came back to the Blues uh, senior team, you know, and the – 108, 63, 103, 70. But the issue was he got dropped again. So um, he wasn't really going to get much of a run, I don't think, with the Blues, um, the way that things were panning out. But he got targeted by North, didn't he? So they have identified him doing that. They liked what they saw. They went after him. So I guess all things pointing towards um, him getting that role in defence and at North Melbourne, that being a pretty uh, fruitful one, hey? Um, based on the the history, so yeah, have been interested, um, but you know, as opposed to Adams, doesn't really have a, the history there. 
we're sort of having a bit of a stab, aren't we, if we, uh, we, we go for him. But you're right, if everything fell his way, he could be a top six forward. Yeah, it, and, and we, as you mentioned, so that that stab in the dark in a way, it's, it's there's a, a lot of coaches are probably looking to do that in the four lines. You might be getting a couple of guys like that. So I think Adams isn't really a stab in the dark. I think, as you said, proven scorer. We expect that role to to um, sort of eventuate there. But when you look at guys that a few people talked about, like your, your Connor McDonald, your Josh Rochelle's, even even like a Jack Billings to an extent, because he's a different team. Mm. He's, he's we don't know what role he's going to be in. Um, James Jordan, another obviously member of uh, Sydney as well. Um, Cam McKenzie, another one. So there's a lot of these forward options that people are considering that we don't, that almost you're just hoping they can go that 85, 90 and, and just sort of be that guy that could be around the top 10 forwards. And maybe when we get some DPPs, hopefully um, uh, in round seven and, and later in the year, then maybe uh, we can trade them to other guys. But where do you, where do you see Fisher's, if you were to project an average for him playing in this role, obviously we haven't seen him in this role for, for a sustained period. Where would you put him at? Would you put him at 85, 90? Do you have him maybe a bit more, a bit less? Where, where, where do you have him? Yeah, I reckon that mid-80s is a fair stab. Um, it's a fair sort of guess. Uh, you know, well, I don't think he's going to be 99, is he? Uh, but I yeah. think that, yeah, he could definitely well be over 80. So there's some upside there. Um, yeah, priced at 69. But yeah. I, the other thing is, um, see, with Fisher, you, you mentioned a few other options there hey, in the forward line. And if Fisher is priced at 623000 let's say he didn't pan out, like he wasn't doing what you wanted him to do, there's those guys in that price bucket below that you could drop down to very easily yeah. as, as a sort of a safety net. Yeah, exactly right. And because... The forward line, there's not probably going to be many picks that can. Well, they're not going to get away from you if, if you sort of watch a week or two and and you see good scores. So if, if as you say, Fish is not panning out, and let's say a, a Colin McDonald with, with Will Day miss in the first month, maybe yeah. he's playing midfield and you don't start with him, you can jump on him. It's not going to cost you any more than probably 60, 70k at the most, um, depending on price drivers. But um, there is that sort of safety net. It's a bit different when you, instead of if you go for a midfielder like a. I don't know, sorry, Dossie, but like a Paddy Dow, um, a Paddy Dow or George Ward or, or someone like that that doesn't pan out, you've actually got to find a fair bit of money to try and get up to, even if it is mm. just a, a Matt Crouch or, or, a, or a Cam Guthrie, obviously we've been about on the previous episode. Um, if you're trying to get up to them, it's going to cost you maybe a couple hundred K. So whereas the forward line's not going to cost you too much, um, which is interesting, and yeah. with the lack of forwards, that is uh, something to consider. But... Uh, Tom's come to sort of pick between the two uh, players. So, how many, mate, who would you be picking out of Taylor Adams and Zach Fisher for 2024? He's one of the first picked in my starting lineup at the moment. He's still sitting there, and that's Taylor Adams. I just, I really enjoyed what he's done in the past, and I reckon he can get back to his best um, just about this year. I know he's 30 years old, but um, I, I just really think he's having a solid preseason, and there's no no real reason at this point in time uh, why I wouldn't pick him in my forward line. Yeah, yeah, I'm, ag- I'm agreeing. We, and funny, enough, we haven't had too many disagreements so with the on the any of the head head battle. So I'm, I'm waiting for that episode where uh, I sort of disagree with the with the guest. Uh, but now we're all on the same track. I go Adams as well, and I think that the flag that we will sort of raise now, I thought it'd be good to get the, the information for Fisher out there first because if this isn't relevant in a few weeks, then that's that's fine. But um, at the time of recording, we have seen Fisher sort of go down with a couple of uh, hamstring niggles. So that's just something to consider. 
there, maybe it sways you away from from starting him in your side. Um, and and who knows? Maybe by the time this video, the video is released, maybe he's, he's out for for a certain period. We just don't know. So, we'll be something to um, look at. But yeah, I think Adams, proven scorer, proven history. Um, he's, he's gone to Sydney. He's going to be getting a midfield role. And yeah, I, I see him returning back to that ninety plus, and and he's going to be amongst the top scoring uh, forwards. Um, that we do have available. So, um, sort of, would you just sort of the last part, uh, discussion, uh, Harmy? Would you have any other guys priced around these two? Would, would you maybe rate them higher? So, obviously, I haven't talked about a couple of them yet, but like your Con McDonald, your Josh Rochelle's, would you have any of these guys ahead of maybe both or either or? Like, where do you see these sort of two in terms of all those underpriced forwards? I just had uh, one thought when you were talking through the injury history there. I hope you haven't jinxed Taylor Adams and tomorrow he goes down with some sort of injury bails. But look, yeah, I, I, I've um, I've thought about Rochelle. I've thought about Connor McDonald. At the moment, I don't have um, have them in my team, and I'm sort of electing to go a bit cheaper and spend up uh, the money in my midfield. Um, but look, there's still a little bit of time, hey, until the start of the season. So. Um, yeah, look, I have been thinking and, and looking at options around uh, that slightly cheaper price, but um, I've been trying to go down under 500,000 at this point in time with my forwards. So that's where most of mine lie. Um, but yeah, look, yeah. I tell you what, if the Crows come out and said Rochelle's our man in the midfield um, and we're investing in him, I'd certainly be more interested. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would be as well. And I was I was chatting to study with this with you, Crouch. I just think that Crouch is is, is gonna be the those three mids to start the year for the Crows. But whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. As long as the Crows win, that's that's all I'm, I'm I care about. But if Rochelle's in the midfield and the Crows win, then great. And I'll uh, be happy to sort of start him or, or pick him up and we'll be an interesting watch. But sort of as you mentioned with, with Amsterdam Fisher, have you got both of these guys in your side at the moment? Have you got uh have you, are you missing one? Where are these guys sitting in your side at the moment? Uh in a forward line, I think I got uh, McRae and then Adams, and then I drop right down. So that's where yep. I sit at the moment. I have sort of looked at Fisher at times um as well though. So I, I guess I'm interested. Um yep. hey, but just just on that Rochelle thing, you're a crow's man. So who have you got in the starting midfield? Round one, first bounce. Who's standing there? Um, Laird, Dawson, and uh, Crouch for me. I think that that's the and I and I do think obviously we'll, we'll ch I'll chat in this in in a lot more depth as well when um, we do. Well, Rochelle will be on a future episode, so make sure you uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, just even Pedler was in there more than than him last mm. year. So I just I don't quite know where he has that path to the CBAs. I guess we want for him to have that scoring bump. So it's it's. It's going to be an interesting preseason watch. Maybe it was just maybe he's having a, a preseason in the midfield. I'm not sure. You haven't been down a Crows uh, session yet to to really mm. scope out if he's training midfield. I haven't seen any reports yet. But if he if he starts training midfield this preseason, then maybe they're gearing him up to play that more mid forward role. But it will, it will be interesting if, he, as you say, if he's a mid, I think that it's going to be hard pressed not to pick him because he showed last year he can go around that 90 average for for a few games. Mm. Um, and a guy priced uh, cheaply like this could be good avenue to start with. So um will be very, very interesting. But uh, yeah, I currently have uh, Adams and Fisher in my side, but the Fisher news has sort of made me a little bit hesitant and, and he could um, go out and then there's a few options there like Rochelle um, could replace him. So uh, we'll have to see. But uh that'll uh, conclude another head-to-head -head battle. Um, let us know in the comments below uh, your thoughts on Taylor Adams and Zach Fisher heading 
into 2024 if you're starting either of them or if you've got any other general questions put them in the uh, comments below It'd be very much appreciated make sure you do leave a like on the video as well so people watching uh watching now two seconds just takes two seconds just click the like uh, it does help out the uh, the channel as well and also subscribe uh, as we're on our road to two sound subscribers but uh honey mate thank you very much for jumping on where can the people find you across the socials and also on the pod pod yeah no worries thanks for the chat bales um you can find me on x uh, john.harmy uh and yeah on the pod pod most weeks um yeah with with Dawson, Holmesy, Louie and uh, Stato. So, yeah, it's been a bit of fun this year. We've got a, a few things still um, coming up towards the start of the season. Yeah, no, looking forward to it, mate. Um, and, yeah, the pre-season is well into to gear now. So, uh, got to get our team sorted uh, before the next few weeks because the season just around the corner. So, um, you can find me as well at BalsDT on uh, Twitter or X and uh, Instagram as well. Um, and also, if you're listening to the podcast version of it, please uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. That'd be very much appreciated. It does help out uh, the AFL Fantasy Fanatics as well. Make sure you go and follow AFL Fantasy Fanatics on X as well at AFL Fantasy Fans. And, uh, yeah, we've got plenty of content coming out this year and then should be another good year. So, uh, next episode... Um, we have a, another special guest jumping on. Uh, we, he's, been, he's been on a few pods already uh, this preseason. We're going to be talking about two of the premium rucks in the competition as well. I'm also probably going to touch on as well uh, so, sort of a few of those value plays and whether we should be starting the value ones or going and paying up. So we very, very good uh, episode there. So thanks again, Hay, for jumping on. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. So we're out. Cheers. <laughs>